Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes, big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni, plus the original, plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Buzzsaw season. Yeah, huh, huh, about that. I think getting sawed was me in half yesterday. Brutal. College basketball goes to the upside down. Jim Costa, Mike Valeni, rest of the vocal cords. Let's talk about where we're at with the sport right now, and we will also preview Elite Eight games for Sunday. If you missed our thoughts for Saturday, Shaman, what, what are you doing? Get your life in order. No, <laughs> just put your notifications on. Don't miss this stuff. We've got a couple plays we're pretty confident in, and I did want to drop a, a quick note on one of the plays because I feel even better about it after looking at some of the betting data. But let's just get where we're at with the sport. No one seeds in the Elite Eight, first time it's ever happened. And I don't know where you guys are at, but I love this. This is the ultimate March madness. This is the marchiest march that ever marched. This is peak college basketball. And some of it makes me feel a little better about cold stretch we've been on here we're not missing every game we're not hitting like we were though and I think the only rational explanation is we are in the upside down where you have Conference USA and the Mountain West and the WCC all represented in the Elite Eight but you don't have the Big Ten you don't have the Pac-12 and you don't have the SEC it's the upside down we only have one two seed left and we'll get to that in a second. got to figure out what I'm going to do with that and if it's time to start hedging because gestures at the chaos around us. But I do love this. And maybe it's the small school guy in me, the Mac school alum. I love the little guy. And I love that in college basketball they get a seat at the table because of stuff like this. Because you just you find out. If they're no good, they're no good. But for FAU, you know, we identified them going into the tournament. It's a 30-win team. Who says they're no good? Oh, the conference they play in. Screw you. Screw you. How about you beat them? And it's why I felt for years that college football needs a playoff expansion. No, not the 68 teams. Not even the 16 teams. But can we get to 12? So that the Power Five can do their thing and they can get in and, and get a couple teams in. But we give a spot or two for an undefeated group of five to take a shot at the whole thing. I'm not saying it's the same sport. I'm just saying when you give the little guy access to the tournament, and they can recruit to it and assemble a, a once-in-a-generation roster, they can create some chaos and give us the upsets. And I like that. I don't need Duke, North Carolina to be in the field for me to get all revved up. Oh, Kansas isn't there. I guess the tournament's garbage. I'm not going to watch. That's not me. Maybe that's some people. But I feel like if you love sports, you're going to tune into the Final Four. And I would argue 
if people are honest about wanting Cinderella, they should be interested because the title game is going to feature one of the following teams. San Diego State, Creighton, FAU, or Kansas State. And Kansas State comes from the Big 12, but they have not won a national title in college hoops. I think they were a runner-up in the 50s, and their last Final Four was in the 60s. And they're a super likable team. They got Noel, who's got a chance to take them to the Final Four, New York guy in New York City. Their coach, we've documented it a couple times now, finally gets a shot as a head coach. And in his very first season, he does this. They've got two closers at the end of games in Noel and Keontae Johnson. Now, they're a team that March is made for, and they're a really popular team. And it's why people are betting on them in droves against FAU. So quick note, if you missed the episode, we're on the Owls. Mike's a little more confident in the second game on Saturday. But I want to give you some betting data. 86% of the bets are on Kansas State, and 87% of the money is on Kansas State. Yet the line has held at one and a half, which was fishy to begin with. The idea that FAU was only getting a point and a half, it it was off from the start. I felt like they should have been getting twice that. They should have been getting three, four, five. You can make a case devil's number or more. But there is a respect factor for FAU in the line. And it seems like the public doesn't respect them. The public's like, dude, Kansas State's fun. Keontae Johnson catching the no-look alley-oop. Let's bet him. There are concerns I would have if I was a Kansas State better. They have the profile of a team that I'm terrified to wager real hard-earned money on. They turned the ball over nearly one of every five possessions. It was the second-highest turnover rate of any team in the tournament, and they don't box out. They get killed on the glass, one of the 10 worst defensive rebounding teams in the field. I would be scared to give the other team 10 extra possessions over the course of the game. I would be terrified if I was playing a quality opponent where the spread's only a point and a half and the other team is going to get more shots than me. And that's a good FAU team on the other side. That's a team that's found ways to win and only lost three times this season. They've got three-year guards, and Janelle Davis is their best one, but he's not their only one. And then they've got a seven-foot big, and I watched him crash the glass against Tennessee. I think they're going to crash the glass against Kansas State, and that's going to be a big key in the matchup. So I like FAU. I feel even better with the betting data. Vegas has put their, their stake in the ground. Their stake is on FAU, and they're not giving anybody any more points to balance this out. They're going to let Kansas State money continue to pour in, and books always win, don't they? So I really liked FAU without the betting data, and now I feel even better about the decision. Uh, Hopefully this episode, by the way, Evan, if you're listening to this in the editing process, hopefully this episode is out with enough time for people prior to the Saturday night games. The other one, Mike loves UConn. If you think Gonzaga's a fraud, if you identified them as a team that just doesn't play enough defense and they certainly don't have the NBA firepower from last year, the year before, the last several seasons, this is a good spot to go against them. Mike's got the future on UConn, and he's leaning all the way into it. He's taking the Huskies. I'm backing the Huskies. They play offense and defense. I think Sonogo v. Timmy is a great matchup. Should be really fun on Saturday night. Looking at Sunday, because if you've clicked on this episode, you probably want to know what our Sunday plays are. We have interesting commentary from Mike Valeni via text. Here's what Mike says. He says he's clueless on Creighton, and he leans Miami. So let's set this up. It's Creighton against San Diego State. Creighton's minus one and a half. 
And I am a little concerned about this one as well because it feels like the wrong team's favored. Doesn't it feel like San Diego State should be favored? One of the five best defenses in the sport. They've got grown men, seniors, juniors. I think they're, they're seven of their nine leading scorers are seniors. The other two are juniors, and they defend. And while I don't think they've got some elite NBA guy, they don't have some, some go-to scorer late in the game, maybe that's a fear you have. But I just think they're the better team. So I would lean San Diego State. The way Mike wrote it, he just said clueless on Creighton. I don't know if he was considering Creighton, but there's no conviction there. So there is no play in that game. Crazy thing is one of those teams is going to be in the Final Four. The other matchup, Miami, plus four and a half against Texas. Miami, they they busted out some defense. i got to give the Canes credit. They're packing it in, not giving Houston anything easy, forcing them to be a jump-shooting team. Miami guard play is the type of stuff that, that gets it done in the tournament. And it's not just Isaiah Wong. They've got guys that have stepped up in that backcourt. Now, they're going to face Texas, who also has a great senior-laden backcourt and Sir Jabari Rice and Marcus Carr. I, again, am a guy who's back Texas all along. Got to make a decision on whether or not to hedge it all. Because, again, we detailed some of the scenarios. You can, you can hard hedge and bet Miami with juice and cut into your Texas winnings but guarantee a profit. You could take Miami and the points, and now you're giving yourself a chance to double dip. I think that's kind of attractive. Or you stay away entirely because you don't want to cut into the Texas winnings. Here's the problem. Texas just lost DeSue. He's one of their bigs, their front court guys. He had a hell of a game earlier in the tournament. I think that was against Penn State. Yeah, it was Penn State. And I don't know his status and if he's going to play. What I would say as we tape this on uh, on Saturday, I may wait and see if DeSue plays, but if push comes to shove, I think I kind of have to take Miami in the four and a half and give myself a chance to double dip. It would be a lean Miami the same way Mike is leaning the Canes. Little heads up, we are going to have a Final Four episode. It's not going to drop on Monday. I think it's going to be midweek. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Mike's got some more horse racing stuff that I know he's been dying to ramp back up as we get closer to the Derby and the full, you know, the, the stuff that even I'm aware of. <laughs> I'm not betting some uh, San Diego, Tampa Derby deluxe, but I'm aware of the Kentucky Derby and the Belmont and the Preakness. And as we get closer to that, I'm getting more familiar with the sport and some of the individual horses because of the stuff that Mike does. So that that is going to continue to be part of this podcast even if it is only a sliver of you guys, the ones that really want the horse racing content love that stuff. So we are going to make sure we deliver on that. Uh, Evan's going to have some golf stuff gearing up for the Masters. And the way I look at it, like I, as a golf fan, would characterize myself as majors only guy. And I go as far as to say that for a large chunk of my life, I was Sunday only at the majors guy. Like I get into... Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, in a way that most people aren't paying attention to hockey. But I've never been a big golf guy. But through Evan, through Sir Putz a lot, I've been a little more aware of who's been golfing well and monitoring more of these tournaments. And when it comes to the Masters, I want to get a little fun with it. uh, I'm not going to use the word reckless because, again, we're not betting amounts of money that are going to put ourselves in trouble. But... If you want to pop off three or four times a year, maybe it's March Madness, the Super Bowl, the Masters. You know, you pick your three or four times a year, whereas Mike says you let the lion out of the cage. You know, I think the Masters is one of those deals. 
It's just synonymous with spring. It's getting nicer out. Iconic venue. You want to have a reason to, to pay attention Thursday, Friday, Saturday if you're me. And if you've been listening to Evan, you're probably having someone in contention on Sunday, and it makes it that much sweeter. Like That's the whole deal with this, guys. It's such a simple premise of what we've wanted this podcast to be. And I feel like we've, we've kind of stayed true to that. We opened the opening episode back in August and talked about we aren't going to get anybody rich. We've approached this in a way that's, that's meant to be fun, entertaining. That's why you're betting games ultimately to me is for the entertainment. You aren't doing this because you've got some Excel spreadsheet with all the numbers and you're going to beat the book. Listen, we want to beat the book every time we place a bet, but the reality is, uh, what does Mike say? You, you'd kill your grandmother to hit 55%, 60%. We're aware of the game we're playing, and anybody who's guaranteeing you they're going to hit at a 70% clip is is out of their freaking mind. So we've always tried to set this up as an entertainment enhancement. Like, if you're watching the games and it's your team, you're dialed in. But if you're watching a game and it's not your team, helps to have a few bucks on it and you set your limit it's an amount of money and it's different for everybody it's an amount of money that gets you excited puts you on the edge of your seat late game enough to get you invested and interested but not enough where if you lose three or four in a row you're sitting there reconsidering your financial situation so again that's your business however much you want to bet on these games but I think Mike and I have tried to be pretty upfront and honest like we do the homework we get after it we try to have a good time with it so thank you guys for riding with us Cash the ticket podcast at gmail.com. You want to throw any comments in there, questions, situations like we're talking about with Mike and Yukon, me in Texas, and whether or not you should hedge and when you should hedge. That stuff's fun, but it doesn't have to be betting. It could be sports stuff. It could be life questions. And I've seen some of the winning tickets that you guys have been sending in. One guy passed along an eight-leg parlay where he hit. It was like 19,000 plus 19,000 on the odds. Dude, that's the stuff we love. We love when you guys are getting winners out of this. Taking what we say and then drawing your own conclusions. So Mike's going to be back next week. Get the vocal cords rested this weekend. And we will gear up for the Final Four, the Masters, a little bit of horse racing. And the Daily Dimes, Sir Puxalot, comes back from a cruise, tanned and ready to go. Let's cash the ticket. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.